European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 46. Focus Issue, Ischemic Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. A fresh look to ischemic heart disease, from artificial intelligence to reappraisal of old drugs. This issue opens with a special article entitled The Win-Ratio Approach for Composite Endpoints Practical Guidance Based on Previous Experience by Bjorn Redforce from the Saar-Grenska University Hospital in Gothenburg, Sweden and colleagues. The authors remind us that the Win-Ratio was introduced in 2012 as a new method for examining composite endpoints and has since been widely adopted in cardiovascular or CV trials. Improving upon conventional methods for analyzing composite endpoints, the win ratio accounts for relative priorities of the components and allows the components to be different types of outcomes. For example, the win ratio can combine the time of death with the number of occurrences of a non-fatal outcome, such as CV-related hospitalizations, in a single hierarchical composite endpoint. The win ratio can provide greater statistical power to detect and quantify a treatment difference by using all available information contained in the component outcomes. The win ratio can also incorporate quantitative outcomes such as exercise tests and quality of life scores. This manuscript provides an overview of the principles behind the win ratio and provides insights into how to implement the win ratio in cardiovascular trial design and reporting, including how to determine trial size. The issue continues with a focus on ischemic heart disease. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is profoundly changing our approach to patient management in many fields of cardiovascular medicine. In addition, AI can dip into the electronic medical record, screen patients, use natural language processing to identify individuals with specific phenotypes, and rapidly identify candidates for research protocols and invite them into a study program. In a clinical research manuscript entitled Feasibility of Using Deep Learning to Detect Coronary Artery Disease Based on Facial Photo, Shen Ling from the Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences and Peking Union Medical College in Beijing, People's Republic of China and colleagues, developed and validated a deep learning algorithm for detecting coronary artery disease, or CAD, based on facial photos. The authors conducted a multi-center, cross-sectional study of patients undergoing coronary angiography or computed tomography angiography at nine Chinese sites to train and validate a deep convolutional neural network for the detection of CAD, at least one greater than or equal to 50% stenosis, from patients' facial photos. Between 2017 and March 2019, about 5,700 patients from eight sites were consecutively enrolled and randomly divided into training and validation groups for algorithmic development. Between April 2019 and July 2019, about 1,000 patients from nine sites were enrolled in test groups. Sensitivity, specificity and area under the Receiver Operating Characteristic Curve, or AUC, were calculated using invasive coronary angiography and coronary computed tomography angiography as the reference standard. Using an operating cut point with high sensitivity, 
the CAD detection algorithm had sensitivity of 0 0.80 and specificity of 0 0.54 in the test group. The AUC was 0 0.730. The AUC for the algorithm was significantly higher than that for the Diamond Forrester model and for the CAD consortium clinical score. The authors conclude that their results suggest that a deep learning algorithm based on facial photos can assist in CAD detection in this Chinese cohort. This technique may hold promise for pretest CAD probability assessment in outpatient clinics or CAD screening in the community. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Christos Cotanides and Charalambos Antoniades from the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom. They note that deep learning and AI in general are slowly claiming the central spot in biomedical research. Combined with advances in technology, they will pave the way for highly accurate personalized diagnostics and revolutionize medicine as we know it. The use of beta blockers or BBs in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD patients remains a controversial topic. The 2012 European Society of Cardiology guidelines recommended the use of BBs in patients with COPD and cardiovascular diseases. Although the rate of BB prescription has increased significantly since then, the problem of underutilization remains prominent in many countries. In a clinical research article entitled Association of Beta Blocker Use with Survival and Pulmonary Function in Patients with Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary and Cardiovascular Disease, a systematic review and meta-analysis. Ruo Langjiang from the Peking University School of Basic Medical Sciences in Beijing, China and colleagues sought to clarify the effects of BBs on respiratory function and survival in COPD patients with cardiovascular disease or CVD as well as the difference between the effects of cardioselective and non-cardioselective BBs. In this meta-analysis, the authors compared the difference in various survival indicators between COPD patients taking BBs and those not taking BBs. 49 studies were included, with a total sample size of about 670,000 patients. Among these, 12 studies were randomized control trials and 37 studies were observational. The hazard ratio of all-cause mortality was significantly lower in between COPD patients who were treated with BBs, cardioselective BBs, and non-cardioselective BBs, as compared to those who were not treated with BBs. Of note, COPD patients treated with cardioselective BBs showed no difference in ventilation effect after the use of an antagonist in comparison with placebo. The authors conclude that the use of BBs in COPD patients is not only safe, but also reduces their all-cause and in-hospital mortality. In addition, cardioselective BBs do not affect the action of bronchodilators. Thus, BBs should be prescribed freely when indicated in patients with COPD and CVD. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Roberto Ferrari from the Azienda Ospedaliero Universitaria di Ferrara a Cispedale Sant'Anna in Cotignola, Italy and colleagues. The authors note that the last and most important aspect that shines through in several parts of the article by Yang et al. 
is the strong, passionate and honest appeal to doctors to avoid unjustified bias in the use of a class of drugs that has and still can save several lives. Current clinical practice guidelines recommends early intravenous administration of beta blockers as a drug class to patients with ongoing AMI. However, it's unknown whether different beta blockers exert the same cardioprotective effect in ischemia reperfusion injury, which remains an unmet therapeutical need. In a translational research article entitled Metaprolol exerts a non-class effect against ischemia reperfusion injury by abrogating exacerbated inflammation. Augustin Clemente Moragon from the Centro Nacional de Investigaciones Cardiovasculares Carlos III, or CNIC, in Madrid, Spain, and colleagues compared three clinically approved intravenous beta blockers. Mice undergoing 45 minutes per 24 hours ischemia reperfusion received vehicle metaprolol, atenolol, or propranolol after 35 minutes of ischemia. The effect on neutrophil infiltration was tested in three models of exacerbated inflammation. Neutrophil migration was evaluated in vitro and in vivo by intravital microscopy. The effects of beta blockers on the conformation of the beta-1 adrenergic receptor was studied in silico. Of the tested beta blockers, only metaprolol significantly reduced infarct size by almost 50%, while atenolol and propranolol had no effect on the infarct size. In the three exacerbated inflammation models, neutrophil infiltration was significantly attenuated only in the presence of metaprolol, 60%, 65% and 70% reductions versus vehicle in myocardial ischemia stroke reperfusion injury thioglycolate-induced peritonitis, and LPS-induced acute lung injury, respectively. Migration studies confirmed the particular ability of metaprolol to disrupt neutrophil dynamics. In silico analysis, indicated different intracellular beta-1 adrenergic receptor conformational changes when bound to metaprolol than the other two BBs. The authors conclude that metaprolol exerts a disruptive action on neutrophil dynamics during exacerbated inflammation, resulting in an infarct-limiting effect not observed with atenolol or propranolol. The differential effect of beta blockers may be related to distinct conformational changes in the beta-1 adrenergic receptor upon metaprolol binding. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Gerd Heusch and Petra Kleinbongard from the Zentrum for Inerie Medizin in Essen, Germany. They propose the following roadmap for the future. 1. Confirmation of the current findings in the more clinically relevant pig model of the reperfused acute myocardial. 2. Inclusion in future studies of a detailed morphometric analysis of neutrophil capillary plugging, measurement of regional myocardial blood flow, and quantification of the area of microvascular coronary obstruction. 3. Comparison of metaprolol with stronger competitors, such as Carvdivol and Nebivolol, to ascertain its superiority over other BBs in cardioprotection. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners, and thank the reviewers for their outstanding contribution to the success of the journal.